Hello, this is Lamar Townsend, and welcome to my YouTube channel and my podcast. Make sure you subscribe, follow my podcast on Apple, Spotify, and Google, and keep in touch with me on my social media pages, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, Vimeo, Twitch, and more. My handle is Lamar Townsend Tarot on all my social media pages. The links will be on my profile, the description box below, and the comment section below. As many of you know, I am a psychic, an astrologer, a tarot reader, and I also do candle magic as well. So I'm very heavily entrenched in the spiritual community. What most of you don't know is that I'm also very connected to past life energy. So I also do past life readings and, of course, in being connected to your past lives, such as my clients and followers, I'm also connected, obviously, to my own past life. And I have a strong belief and sense that I had a past life in Egypt. If you're a follower on my YouTube channel, you know that I've been doing Egyptian readings since probably the conception of my YouTube channel. At one point, I was doing Cleopatra Eyes, and it all led me to a point of actually working with Cleopatra. Now, in working with Cleopatra's spirit and energy, I've definitely connected to my own past life in a deeper way. I've definitely, you know, deeper connected to my life purpose in in ways that I couldn't imagine. So, working with Cleopatra spirit and her essence in my own life has proved to be you know a tremendous decision you know a tremendously beneficial decision on my part but the interesting part of working with Cleopatra that I found is that I've actually learned things about her as I go and as I work with her more a lot of things I learned you know through just trial and error and working with her energy A lot of my spiritualists out there know that, you know, when you're in this world, you get messages from spirit and the divine and and spiritual deities and things of that nature. So since working with her, I've definitely been getting a lot of messages, but particularly about Cleopatra herself. And also working with Cleopatra, I've developed a fond hobby of researching anything I can learn about her. And I've learned a lot about Cleopatra and... A lot of that I've learned has actually changed my perception of who she was before I even started learning about her and working with her. So I figured that, you know, if the things I've learned in my journey of working with Cleopatra and learning about her kind of blew my mind, then I'm sure that it's also going to blow other people's minds out there as well. So let's just go ahead and get the video started like subscribe follow do whatever you need to do to engage let's get right into the five misconceptions of cleopatra first of all it's important to note that there were actually more than one Cleopatra. The Cleopatra that we're referring to is actually Cleopatra VII. Cleopatra VII was born sometime between 69 BC and 30 BC. Cleopatra VII was the last active ruler of the kingdom of Egypt. 
Cleopatra, as we'll come to find, was not actually Egyptian. And a common misconception about Cleopatra is that she may be black or of African descent. So the first misconception about Cleopatra is that she's actually not black. Cleopatra was actually of Greek descent. She was a member of the Ptolemaic dynasty. And she was a descendant of the founder of the Ptolemaic dynasty, Ptolemy I. Cleopatra's father was a Macedonian Greek general and a companion to Alexander the Great. This means that Cleopatra herself was not, in fact, black or African at all. Cleopatra was actually of Greek descent, Macedonian descent. Now, the interesting thing about Cleopatra and why people may often portray her as being darker skinned or maybe of African descent is that she is of the Southern European state or the Southern European area of the world, you know, area of Europe, meaning that Back in that day, it is definitely possible that Cleopatra had a darker skin tone due to the heat of the sun, getting tans, and things of that nature. It's also not known necessarily who Cleopatra's mother was, so it's very well possible that Cleopatra's mother could have been of, could have been of some sort of African or black descent. But as we know it, Cleopatra herself was of Greek descent. The second misconception about Cleopatra is that she actually wasn't beautiful. This misconception is a little bit fishy because not much is actually known about Cleopatra's looks. It's also important to note that what we do have to compare Cleopatra's looks are certain coins that may have, you know, been found or discovered from back in the Egyptian, ancient Egyptian days or artifacts or statues. But it's important to note that coins, statues, and artifacts made in those days were actually propaganda and were not necessarily made to actually look like the person, but were made to create some sort of symbolic association with the person. For example, if you go back and look at some of the coins that are associated with Cleopatra, they have a very masculine look to them. Now, it's very well that Cleopatra herself could have have had a very masculine look about her, but it's also very possible that those coins and statues were created in a masculine way in order to convey a masculine identity as a form of propaganda and relating to her people and also maintaining power over her people. So her looks are up for debate, but one thing that's interesting about Cleopatra was it wasn't necessarily her looks that captivated her suitors. It was actually Cleopatra's intelligence, the way she smelled, and the way she carried herself that was what made her most beautiful. 
So is Cleopatra by beauty standards beautiful? It's up for debate. But she was definitely highly intelligent, highly crafty, and a highly powerful woman. The third misconception about Cleopatra and one that we've already established is that she actually was not Egyptian. Even though Cleopatra was the ruler and the last pharaoh of ancient Egypt, Cleopatra herself was not Egyptian. Basically, Cleopatra and her family were the rulers of ancient Egypt. Think of it as in current today's, you know, standards, this would be like the queen of England or the royal family also having reign or rule over you know certain parts of Africa and other parts of the world than just England you could also argue the fact that in this Cleopatra and her family may have been culture vultures but nonetheless the interesting thing about Cleopatra is that even though she was an Egyptian and she was of Greek and Macedonian descent, Cleopatra was the only one in her family and of her dynasty that actually learned the Egyptian language and was actually able to speak the Egyptian language, which meant that she was able to actually create some sort of relationship and camaraderie with her people, the Egyptians. One thing Cleopatra had going for her was that she was highly intelligent. She could speak several languages. She was highly educated in math and economics and astronomy and a whole bunch of other different academic scholarly, you know, talents. So even though she was an Egyptian, she was still a great ruler of Egypt. She still learned the language of her people. And she even learned the culture of the Egyptians and embodied that. So was Cleopatra a culture vulture? I'll leave that up to you. But one thing she wasn't, for sure, was that she was not Egyptian. Number four is that Cleopatra owned a perfume factory and a perfume company. Now, the reason why I put this on the list of misconceptions is that I think people have a misconception about Cleopatra that all she did was, you know, she was just this beautiful goddess that roamed the earth and ruled over, you know, ancient Egypt. And, you know, she didn't delve into other things, but... One thing that I found very interesting about Cleopatra and once again my journey of working with her and learning about her is that she was a businesswoman. And as a businessman and a businesswoman myself, because I'm non-binary, or I consider myself non-binary, to some people, you know, that, that would equal transgender, or, you know, 
whatever you believe, but I appreciate anyone that's about their business. And one thing that is, you know, something you'll learn about Cleopatra is that she was very much about her business. Now, she owned a perfume factory and a perfume company. Now, one thing it's important to note that back in ancient Egypt and back in that day, the fact that she owned a perfume factory, owned perfume, let alone owned a perfume factory at all, shows just how wealthy Cleopatra actually was. You have to understand that perfume back in those days, in the ancient Egyptian days, was only associated with the wealthy. Only the wealthy were afforded the luxury of wearing perfume. And here Cleopatra is importing certain ingredients from overseas and things of that nature just to make her own perfume. It's also been noted that Cleopatra had her own kind of spa. So, not only did she have a perfume factory, she had a spa factory. So, it's like literally, it was like a spa where you could go and get a facial and soak. And, you know, the the bath was scented with perfume. So, it was like a perfume bath. And, you know, one thing about Cleopatra is that she loved to smell good. So, you love perfume. Why not own your own company? Hell, why not just own the factory? A la Cleopatra style. The last misconception about Cleopatra... When we think about Cleopatra, we often think of her dressed up in that beautiful Egyptian garb, looking like the goddess Isis herself. The ironic thing is that Cleopatra did brand herself as the new Isis. But the misconception about Cleopatra when we think of her is that when we think of Cleopatra, we automatically think of her in that garb, in that beautiful Egyptian Isis garb. But once again, Cleopatra was not Egyptian, she was of Greek descent. Meaning, that for Cleopatra, that was just almost like a costume. You know, something she put on to enhance her power. But that's not how Cleopatra looked all the time. Remember, Cleopatra was of Greek descent, so Cleopatra loved beautiful fabric, silk fabric, she loved jewelry, she was of Greek descent, and the ancient Egyptians shaved their heads a lot of times, so Cleopatra may have grown her hair out, but she also may have worn wigs, a la the people she ruled over. So when we think of Cleopatra, we have to think of a woman who was much, 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 much ahead of her time. If Cleopatra were alive today, she would be the embodiment of Marilyn Monroe, Jessica Rabbit, and any other bombshell you can think of. Beyonce. Cleopatra would have topped them all if she were alive today. Everyone would want to know what she would be wearing. And we want to know about wealth. 
Cleopatra was probably one of the wealthiest women living in the world ever. But I think when we think of people and we mem- remember them and we memorialize their life and their legacy they've left behind, it's important to remember the truth. And so as a child of Cleopatra, I'm happy to say, much like people of the Orisha culture say like a child of Oshun or a child of Obatala or a child of Chango, which I love. I love all of them. I am happy to say that I am a child of Cleopatra. And this has been the truth of Cleopatra. Thank you for listening and watching. Subscribe, like the video, comment, and share with your friends and family. Until the next one.